Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore, and I teach often from the Bible about this generation, and certainly there's a lot of trouble and chaos and good, bad, and ugly associated with this generation where so much Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. At the same time, the goodness of the Lord, the compassion of the Lord, the mercy of the Lord is all around us, and we should be experiencing Him in that way in this time where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And so, uh, I have a program set up here from the Lord, I believe, that will encourage and bless you today. First, a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please help us and bless us and thank you for this special holy time we have together around your word, by your spirit, and with your scriptures because of our risen Savior, Messiah Jesus. Please bless all of our viewers today, Father, and we ask it in Messiah Jesus, our risen Yeshua's name. Amen. In Mark chapter 8, there's a special teaching the Lord's giving me that's about a subject or a scenario I'm confident many of you are well aware of. Let's look at it together, uh, beginning in Mark chapter 8, 1. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come from afar. Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? First, let's notice together that they were in the wilderness following Messiah, Yeshua. Then let's remember this world is a wilderness. And there are many expressions of the reality of this wilderness in this very sin-sick world. There are people who have plenty of food, cars, houses, boats, and more. And as I've said before on this program, Yet with everything this world has to offer, they still have to take a pill out of a bottle and on the side of that bottle, basically it says, this pill may make you want to kill yourself. And they still have to take that pill every day just to get through the day. Why? Because this world is a wilderness. And you may be watching today and that, that may even be you. I have some good news for you. Uh, this world is a wilderness of hunger, sorrow, pain, struggle, darkness, suffering, and more. 
But I've got some good news, as I mentioned a moment ago. For those who follow Messiah Jesus, he still has compassion for billions of people who are alive today in this world. Multitudes in this wilderness. Oh, hallelujah. When it seems like there's no way, certainly the Lord still can make a way. There is a wonderful worship leader, and I love listening to his music. He's been around for a while. His name is Don Moen, and he sings a song, God Will Make a Way Where There Seems to Be No Way. Excuse me again. Oh, hallelujah. And as you follow Messiah Jesus in this wilderness, he'll have compassion on you, and he will make a way for you, even today. Let's continue in verse 5. He asked them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about 4,000. And he sent them away. Immediately got into a boat with his disciples and came into the region of Dalmanutha. Look at that. And uh, Now those who had eaten were about what? 4,000. Well, let me back up a little bit. First, he asked them, how many or what do you have? This isn't an uncommon question from the Lord to special people he's called. Look at Exodus chapter 4, verse 2. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a rod. You see, all Moses had was a stick. With that rod, the Lord did mighty miracles through Moses, conquered the mightiest army in the world, and set at liberty millions of Israeli slaves that he might lead them to the promised land. Here's a question. What do you have? What do you have? If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit of the living God who hovered over the chaos and brought order forth as creation. Oh, hallelujah. Stop looking at what you don't have and thank our Savior, Messiah Jesus, for what you do have. And He'll do great things through what He's given you today. Yeah, you've got the power to save the gospel in you. The gospel is the power of God to save everyone who believes to the Jew first and then to the nations. People all around you walking in darkness and trouble. And you have the power within you to see them saved and set free from the slavery of sin that they might be led to the promised land, the kingdom of the living God. Yeah, this is good. Hallelujah. You're the light of the world. You are the light of the world to chase darkness out of your environment and seeing people set free, chains coming off of their lives as they were in bondage. But because of the light in you, the Lord uses you to make the chains come off. Thank you, Yeshua Adonai. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Also, notice that Messiah Jesus commanded the people to sit down. He positioned them for blessed provision, God-given provision. Can I tell you something? Oftentimes, we're so fretted out and, and out of position for grace that we have to try. And, and then we get man-made provision, which, yes, even in His mercy, is from the Lord. But is it blessed by the Lord? This, this Mark 8 passage tells us the Lord blessed this wilderness 
provision. That's what I want. How about you? Does the provision I have, does it satisfy me in the wilderness? Does the provision I have satisfy me in the wilderness? If not, maybe it's provision I had to try to get on my own. And the Lord out of his mercy facilitated it, but it's not the same kind of blessed provision in the wilderness. So follow the Lord, listen for his command in the wilderness, and get positioned for grace and compassion. Next, I've got another question. Did the Lord feed the multitudes? No, his disciples did. Look with me. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. You see, the Lord's disciples who had experienced his compassion now were the ones to distribute his comfort and compassion. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Hallelujah. Yes, our Lord Yeshua assigns his people to share his love and compassion the love of our Father in heaven. Uh, in the gospel, in the feeding of the sheep of Messiah Jesus, what did he tell the apostle Peter? He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. And, and I want you to see a cross-reference of the same event in Matthew chapter 15. Now those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children. And he sent away the multitude, got into the boat, and came to the region of Magdala. So we see the Lord, through his disciples, fed over 10,000 people, if you count the women and children. And he did so with seven loaves and a few small fish. Now, let's finish this teaching. So they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away. You see, they ate, they were filled, and there was much left over. It reminds me of Ephesians chapter 3. Look with me. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So one, follow Messiah Yeshua in this wilderness. Two, Trust him to empower you with what you have. Three, position yourself for grace by obedience. Four, be a disciple who distributes the Lord's compassion in the wilderness. Five, trust that he is able, our great Savior, Messiah Jesus. These things will help you watch therefore and be ready. The Watch Therefore message is life-preserving and life-saving. It's life-preserving because it shows those who were in lukewarmness, that terrible, dangerous condition our Lord Jesus warned us about, that time is running out. Now is the time to repent of lukewarmness. It's life-saving because it warns the lost. Now is the time. You're running out of time. Now is the time to get right with God and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So watch therefore message, life-preserving and life-saving.
Blessing Israeli Believers is such an important ministry. Our co-founding partner, John McTurnan and myself, we founded the ministry Blessing Israeli Believers because we learned that one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. They're getting out the gospel. They're making disciples. They're saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua. One of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. Join us today. Along with taking the gospel to the Jew first and then to the nations, Romans 1.16, the Apostle Paul also said that he was poured out for the faith of others. His life was poured out, and that's why we have our ministry poured out for the nations, taking the gospel and discipleship all over the world, and most recently in Africa, in Burundi, and Rwanda. Opportunities and open doors abound. Join us and be poured out for the nations. A great way to watch Therefore is to go to our website, watchtherefore.tv, and sign up for our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations newsletters. There you can get prayer points and have a better understanding of the details of our ministry, especially for those who want to join us in prayer and financial support. So go to watchtherefore.tv. You'll find out a lot of important things about our ministry, and most importantly, Sign up for our monthly newsletters, Blessing Israeli Believers, Poured Out for the Nations. Remember, watch Therefore and be ready. As you can imagine, our Watch Therefore media, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations ministries cost a lot of money. And first, let me say about that, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our strong desire that you would receive Him and be our guest today. But for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, we know that these ministries are advancing the kingdom of the Lord and you'll be laying your treasures up in heaven. So you can give online or by post. There's information up on your screen. And what a way to watch Therefore and be ready. Laying your treasures up in heaven with Watch Therefore, blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. And for all of you who are prayerfully and financially partnering with Watch Therefore and our ministries, let me say thank you. God bless you. We're praying for you and trusting that we're all together being very fruitful. And one day we will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We're just outside the gates of the old city of Jerusalem. And we've been walking around obeying the Bible today. And, and you can join in with us and do that too, if you love Jerusalem. Because the Bible says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, may they prosper who love thee. For those who have the heart of the Lord who wept over Jerusalem, for those who have the heart of the Lord for his great city, we can pray for the peace of Jerusalem. When will that be? When the king of this great city returns when the Prince of Peace sits on the throne of David in Jerusalem. Pray with me, will you? Oh, Father in heaven, thank you for our great Savior, Messiah Jesus, who's King and Lord, and thank you that he's the Prince of Peace. Oh, Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, come rule and reign over us. Come take us back to that place you've been preparing for your believers, Jew and Gentile, and then thankfully we will return with you and you will bring peace to your great city. And we pray for that peace even now, Lord Jesus. And we stand upon your word that will prosper in your kingdom as we love your city and pray for it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 
Welcome back to Watch Therefore. I'm continuing on in my teaching series from my new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. And there's information on the screen there to share with you how to get the book. Well, we'll see together through this series that in the Abraham Covenant, there's seven perfect promises the Lord gives. Yet before making these promises, there's a command that once obeyed, geographically re relocates Abram, who would later be named Abraham by the Lord. And I may refer to him as either one. You know who I'm talking about. This relocation facilitates all of the covenant promises, and none of them could come to pass for any of us unless Abraham obeyed the Lord. Wow. No pressure, Abraham, right? Well, let's look at this Genesis 12, 1 passage. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Well, the Lord called Abram out of a place that was the hub or represented everything the Lord hates. It's the center of idolatry down through the centuries, even with us today. Yes, Babylon is with us today. And as the world is being set up for final end time scenarios, this idolatrous um, Babylonian expression will cover the earth in greater measure. I'll mention more about that in just a moment. Um, let me say now, though, that there will be a one world government, a one world religion and a one world economy, all called Babylon by your Bible. Yes. Well, for Abram, there was only one good option. Listen to his creator and by faith in him, leave everything that he had ever known. You see, Abram had to go out to come in. He had to leave Babylon and trust the one who was calling and believe that this true and living Elohim, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would bring him into the promises of the covenant. And yes, Babylon certainly is with us today in living color all around us as the world is quickly being set up for these end time scenarios. Well, today in most cases, the Lord doesn't call us to leave our family or country, yet in some cases he does. And I would say before making a decision like that, make sure you get good counsel from pastors, mentors, and others who love the Lord and love you as well. However, I will say this for all of us who follow Messiah Jesus, he calls us to leave our old lives and walk and live as a new creation in Messiah Jesus. We must leave the wickedness of Babylon behind to walk as spiritual children of our father Abraham. We too must go out to come in. And listen to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Consider the children of Israel as they lived a life of horrible slavery in Egypt. With each passing generation, their bondage increasingly tormented them. Elohim, the Lord, heard their cry, remembered his covenant with Father Abraham, which we'll see in greater detail as the series continues. And he brought them out by powerful plagues, signs, and wonders. 
Look at Exodus 3 with me. And the Lord said, I've surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. 400 years of slavery ensnared Israel in pitiful bondage as a people, but they aren't just a people. The Lord says they are my people. Yes, and he heard their cry and he knows and he's acquainted with their great sorrows. But not only did God bring them out, he did so that he might bring them in. Look at this important passage in Deuteronomy. And because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their descendants after them. And he brought you out of Egypt with his presence, with his mighty power, driving out from before you nations greater and mightier than you to bring you in to give you their land as an inheritance as it is this day. Now, sadly, there was a 40 year long process of not only taking Israel out of Egypt, but then taking Egypt out of them. And only two of those who came out of Egypt, Joshua and Caleb, all but those two perished in the wilderness. They were the only two that came out of Egypt that went into the promised land. Yes. And, and, and Lord knows of all those who perished in the wilderness, how many will actually spend eternity in the kingdom of God and which ones won't. But ultimately, the Lord did bring their descendants into the promised land. And there's important similarities with this scenario for us today. You see, both Abraham and Israel had to go out to come in. And sadly, the word repentance is something that sounds strange in the ears of people hearing about God today. And even church people. Too often, there's what I call a modern church or a corrupt modern church environment or a modern church society that's been corrupted that tells people, no, you don't have to go out to come in. No, not at all. Yet there still remains a new covenant call to repentance. Hallelujah. Too many have been taught by those teaching dangerously false doctrines that you can remain in Egypt and Babylon and still come into the promises of Elohim and still experience all that he has for us. No, think of things. Think of the things that motivate people to cook up such a horrible message. Wrong doctrine, deception, a desire to attract more people, to get more money, to build bigger buildings, bigger ministries, for example. Now, there's a lot of other wrong motivations as well. This is all at the expense of raising up healthy disciples. This is all at the expense of precious souls who have a false relationship or a false sense of relationship, I should say, with the true and living Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so many, sadly, will perish having embraced such foolishness. Listen to what the Apostle Paul tells his disciple Timothy. 
I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come, folks, it's here. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So then, think of this. The purpose of my book and this teaching is that we would unlock together through this series and, and activate the blessings associated with the Abraham covenant. Yet, there may be an important first step for you to take. Yes? Conduct an honest examination and see if there's any place in your heart that's in the bondage of Egypt and or Babylon. Whether you're a born-again believer in Messiah Jesus and need to take inventory and the Lord shines the light on the things pertaining to the bondage of Egypt and Babylon in your heart, or if you've never repented for the first time truly to receive Messiah Jesus as your Savior, which you can do today, start there. That's the first blessing which I've talked about in previous programs on this series. Yes? And then position yourself to go out and come into the fullness of the blessings of the covenant made with our father Abraham. Listen to what the Lord says to those in the end times Babylon that's in the book of Revelation. This is all right around the corner, folks. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. Here's a wonderful truth you can bank on. Our great Savior will show you the place He has for you. And as you come out from wherever He's calling you, certainly by His Spirit in Messiah Jesus, the risen Savior, He will take you in. Now listen to this Genesis 12 verse, to a land that I will show you. He has a place for you and a way for you in this life, preparing you for His coming for us in the clouds, that He might put a crown on your head at the judgment seat of Messiah, that you and I together, many of us will come back and reign and rule with Messiah Jesus on the earth. Have you been saved by him? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? All oh, the first blessing is to be forgiven for your sins. He died on the cross for your sins, Messiah Jesus. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah, he rose from the grave. What do you have to do? Come out, repent, turn away from your old ways and your old ways of thinking about yourself, about, si about your sin, about who God is, and put your faith in Messiah Jesus. Turn around and go the direction the Lord calls you on this narrow path that leads to life. Crowd to him, Jesus, Lord, save me. I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross and rose again to save me. And if you're doing that, there's contact information at the bottom of the screen. Contact us. We want to send you a brochure to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. And for everybody who's watching, more than ever before, remember to watch therefore and be ready. Why? King Messiah Jesus is coming. When? Any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V. F-O-R 
I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day, his sword will go forth to take back and re-